Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about dogs on your route using the pool and other things that you should be aware of when you're doing a pool that has a dog in the backyard. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think the number one thing that you have to keep in mind is that the dogs will cause a real mess in the pool if they swim in there. There's other aspects of having a dog in the backyard of course that you should be aware of and if you're new this is something that I think you should take to heart if a customer has a dog that's aggressive and they have to lock it up when you do the service I would say that this particular account is one that I would not service invariably the dog is going to get out they're going to forget to lock it away they may leave the door open they may have a child that opens the door and a dog runs out They may let the dog out in the backyard while you're still there. And this is something that happens to a lot of people that do pool service. And this is these are all stories that are true. There's some instances where a kid will open the door, the dog will bolt out and attack the pool service professional. This has happened. Another incident is when they think you're done, but you went to your truck to get something. You go back there and the dog is back there and it attacks you. That's happened also. The owner forgets to put the dog away and you go into the backyard not knowing this. That happens also because sometimes these aggressive dogs are pretty quiet. They'll kind of sneak up on you and then attack you. And this has happened also. So any time that the customer says, oh, my dog is trained to attack, but I'll put it away. Or if they have a pit bull that's really aggressive and they have to lock it away. I would not service that account because you are going to get attacked by that dog one of these days. When one of these situations that I just mentioned happened, you can, of course, carry pepper spray. You can carry a dog dazer, is what I carry, a dog dazer too. This is an ultrasonic thing. So if there is some kind of dog that can get aggressive, this may be a line of defense for you. It could just be for any dog that's back there that gets aggressive. It may not be one that's trained to be aggressive, but sometimes dogs have illnesses, they don't feel good, and they can turn aggressive on you. Another tool that a lot of pool professionals use is a taser. Now, they don't actually tase the dog, but just that noise of it and the electrical sound scares the dogs away. So this is a good line of defense for just those normal situations where you're in the backyard and maybe a little dog gets aggressive. Little dogs seem to be really aggressive. I'm not sure why. They're not going to really attack you, but they'll bite your ankles. And these little tools are a good way to keep them away. I prefer using a better method. I'll just give the dogs a chew treat. I ordered them on Amazon. They're they're the chicken uh, chew treats and they're like rawhide with chicken flavor. It takes the dogs a few minutes to chew through them. Sometimes they'll take it and leave you and, and go chew it somewhere privately. So I find this is a good tool to use if you have those dogs that are kind of playful. 
that are going to attack your equipment, that are going to pee on your tote, you know, the ones that kind of get in your way. These are great to have. The only problem is you're training the dog that every time you go there, they're going to get a treat. So they may be overly excited when you come to the gate. I've had dogs like drooling while I'm walking up to the driveway. So I carry a few of these. So in case they chew through them quickly, which sometimes they do, I give them another one. And then I'll be able to just leave that stop without incident. Sometimes I'll use them if the dog is the kind of dog that bolts when you open the gate. There's a lot of dogs that when you're trying to leave, they're trying to get out themselves. So I'll take the chew treat and I'll throw it and the dog will chase after it. And then I'll leave and close the gate. So there's all kinds of tricks for that. But I think the treats are the best way to keep the dog from getting out while you're there. Again, make sure you close the gate when there's a dog back there. Dogs sometimes will get out and then you're chasing them through the neighborhood. That's always a really fun thing to do, which is it's not really fun, especially for the small dogs that just are so fast you can't catch them. But they eventually stop. After maybe 20 houses, you're able to catch them and bring them back. But it's no fun, so just make sure that the gates are closed. But again, just to summarize, any dog that's aggressive, you don't want to service that pool. And any dog that needs to be locked away when you're there is not a pool that you want to service. Now, the secondary thing is, of course, all the dog waste around the property when you're walking back there. It's a good idea to let the client know that you service the pool on Tuesday and just to make sure that you're not stepping on anything and getting it all over the deck. And I use that as my main concern. I don't really say, you know, I really would like you to clean up all the dog waste because it smells and it's in my way. That's kind of a negative way of approaching it. I just like to turn it towards the fact that if I do step in something, it's going to get on their deck and it's going to cause a mess. So I just let them know that if there's any way you can clean up all the dog waste before I get there on Tuesday... That way I won't step on an accident and track it all over the pool deck, which would be really messy and inconvenient. And they usually will agree with that. They don't want, no one wants to have, you know, the dog waste all over their deck. Now sometimes dog will, dogs will just poop right around the pool. Sometimes the poop will get in the pool. This happens a lot and you just have to follow the procedure. Scoop it out with your leaf rake and bring the sanitizer up to, you know, shock levels 10 to 20 parts per million. They run that filter for 24 hours, and that should make it pretty safe to swim in. After that, let the customer know, of course, that they can't use the pool for a day because some dog waste fell in the pool. But other than that, you know, if they clean up the waste around the pool, and if you don't have dogs, you know, defecating right on the deck by the pool, which happens a lot, unfortunately, then, you know, you have to tell the customer that if you can train the dog, not to do that, and you can train the dog not to, not to go there. And the grass is better, but right by the pool is a no-no, and so have the customer give a little bit of a training to the dog so they don't do that in the future. But older dogs just can't help themselves, and that's one of the problems when you have an old dog on your route. They'll just defecate everywhere. One tip that I think comes in handy is that I wear waterproof boots when I work, and they have really um, good traction. And there's a lot of room in between the bottom. I don't know how to explain this better. Not like cleats per se, but there's a lot of room on the bottom, the pattern of the bottom of the shoe. So if I do step in something, I'll be able to hose it off pretty easily, you know, with their garden hose. Opposed to tennis shoes, which may not give you that same flexibility. And that's why I really like the waterproof boots, especially if they have good traction on the bottom where they have raised areas. Again, I'm not explaining this really well. I'm not a shoe person. But those raised areas really allow you to hose off your shoes really easily if you do step in some dog poop. So there is a benefit to wearing boots versus tennis shoes. 
versus sandals, and that's cleaning your shoes if something were to happen at the pool area. Now let's talk a little bit about dogs swimming in the pool. Now there's some dogs that actually can drown in the pool. I've had some dogs unfortunately drown on my route. It wasn't my fault, but the dogs do can fall in the pool, and if they're small, they can't get out, and they'll invariably drown. I had one really old dog, about 14 years old, drown in the pool. It was pretty sad. And bigger dogs can drown also. You know, it's one of those things where some dogs just can't swim in the pool. Some dogs can't find the step area. And so there is that hazard of the dogs drowning. A lot of times the owners will be very vigilant of that. They'll put fences around their pool of some type and prevent that from happening. But So that's one thing that could happen. The other thing is that a lot of dogs are really good swimmers and they like the pool. And they're going to use the pool quite a bit more than the owner will use the pool so this is a problem in a lot of reasons that this is a problem. Number one, and I i don't know if it's true, but you know, there's the urban legend in the pool industry that one dog is like 10 people or 20 people. I wouldn't say that you can correlate it like that. One dog just messes up the pool pretty badly. You know, they're on the dirt. They're, they don't clean their paws off before they go in there. They don't wipe. And so there's a big problem with the dog swimming in there. Plus their body chemistry causes a lot of buildup on the tile. You know, they're very oily by nature, and so you're going to get the scum line on the tile when you have one or two dogs swimming in the pool. One way to prevent that is to add enzymes to the pool. You can use the Arenda enzyme. You can use natural chemistry. But having a maintenance dose of the enzyme in there really helps prevent that buildup. Also, scrubbing the tiles every week also helps prevent that buildup. But invariably, you're going to get some of that buildup and I tell the customer that, you know, that's really not part of my service cleaning the buildup. And I usually give them a tip, you know, get a sponge and get some, you know, some kind of soap solution or degreaser. And just while they're using the pool, they can rub their tiles. And a lot of them will do that because they understand that the dog swimming in the pool is not part of what they pay for. And the dog will leave a lot of that kind of buildup on the tile. So you want to make sure that you explain to the customer that you're not really responsible for that when it gets to a certain point. You can try to prevent it with the enzymes and by brushing your tiles every week, but you can't get down on your hands and knees with a sponge and scrub their tile for them because, again, they're paying for pool service, not dog service, so to speak. And so that's one problem that is created by the dogs. The other problem is their hair is a big problem. So a lot of times you have a skimmer basket, but then the dog hair will go through the skimmer basket into the pump basket and clog up the pump basket and the pool won't run as effectively. One way to prevent this is to get a filter saver or skimmer sock, put it in the skimmer basket, and this helps prevent a lot of the dog hair getting through the skimmer into the pump basket into the filter. I once took over a pool that had a couple golden retrievers swimming in it. There was nothing protecting the pump basket or skimmer basket from the hair. So when I took the filter out, to clean it, it looked like Chewbacca lived in there. I mean, it was just really bad. There was hair everywhere. It was a total mess. And then, of course, I implemented the filter saver and the skimmer and also the automatic cleaner. I put in a canister with a fine mesh bag, the Pentair canister. And this solved 90% of the hair getting into the filter. Somehow, hair still got into the filter. Couldn't figure that out, but I guess, you know, it will get through in some instances somewhere maybe the main drain or something, but it eliminated a lot of the hair in the filter because the filter gets clogged up pretty fast with the dog hair, even a cartridge filter. 
and this is a good way to prevent the hair from actually getting into the filter or clogging up the pump basket. I highly recommend a one-two punch. Actually, it would be a one-two-three punch because you're using enzymes already. And then you're going to add a Pool-Rx to the pump basket or skimmer basket. And then you're going to add borates to 50 parts per million. And these, this one-two-three punch is a good way to make sure that the dogs aren't really affecting the chemistry negatively. Or they will affect it negatively, but it's not going to be a huge problem for you if you implement this. I also recommend if you have a cartridge filter. Here we, we have the quad four cartridge filters. If you have dogs swimming regularly, normally I go three years. But I would say a year and a half would be the maximum with dogs swimming in the pool because they really ruin the filter. Again, their bodies are have more oil, the dog hair, and all the dirt they bring into the pool really ruins those cartridge filters rapidly. Now, if you have a single cartridge filter, you, you're changing that a lot more often with dogs swimming in the pool. D is fine because the D traps all the dog hair and dirt. So the, it doesn't really affect the grids as much as the cartridges with a dog swimming in the pool. And I would replace those more often. But the one, two, three punch of borates, Polarex, and enzymes is a great way to make sure the chlorine level stays fairly stable. You don't have a lot of problems with the pool running out of chlorine. Now you may ask, well, can I just use the Polarex in the pool? You can, but then you're going to have the buildup on the tile. And then you may ask, can I just use an enzyme because I'm worried about the buildup on the tile? You can do that too. But without an enhancer like Polarex and borate, you're going to have a problem with the chlorine being stable in the pool. Even with a saltwater generator, I found when you have two or three dogs swimming in the pool, it just can't keep up, and it does have a, you do have a problem with the pool zeroing out with chlorine, getting really cloudy, getting algae, and it's a real mess. So to prevent that from happening, I think you want to do the enhancers, and you want to do the Polarex usually in my area in April, and then I'll add the borates probably in May or June when the dogs start using the pool more often. And this is a way to, again, have a one, two, three punch to prevent the pool from turning on you because it will. And it's one of those things where, you know, you can have a real problem pool with dogs swimming in if you don't take proactive steps to prevent that from happening. Now, there are things you can do to keep the dogs from getting in the pool. Sometimes the owners don't like the dog swimming in the pool. So one thing you can do, dogs usually get in there from the step area. So you can put a chair, a lounge chair over the steps. And that blocks the dogs from getting in the pool in a lot of cases. Sometimes it doesn't work because I've had many dogs that just jump in the pool. I've, I've even had huskies that just like to jump in the pool and they don't use the steps, period. And then, of course, there's a hazard. If they jump in the pool and the steps are blocked, they have trouble getting out. So I would say not to block the steps if you have a jumper. But if you have a dog that gets in from the steps, then you can safely put the chair over the steps. And I've had customers do that before. But just be aware that, you know, there's different personalities with dogs, just like people. And there's certain dogs that just jump right in and don't care. And another thing that happens with dogs in the pool, unfortunately, is that they'll chew the automatic cleaner hoses. So if you have a suction cleaner, a lot of dogs like to play with the hoses and they'll pull them out of the pool and chew them. I've gotten to many stops where I just hear air hissing with the pump running and I look at the hoses and, you know, four or five are chewed up. And sometimes they'll even pull the automatic cleaner out. I've had the bouncing type cleaners pulled out of pools before by dogs. When they get up to the near the surface, the dog will grab them with their teeth and pull them out and chew them up. And I've had a Polaris 280 be chewed up by a dog that when the Polaris came up by the step area, the dog pulled it out and chewed it. So the best solution, of course, would be a cordless robotic pool cleaner. There are many good ones now. You can get the Polaris Freedom, the Dolphin Liberty, 
or the apiary cleaner on Amazon. These are all nice because they don't have a cord and the dog probably can't chew them. They can't grab them out of the pool. They're pretty heavy. So I would say if you're having a dog, if you have a dog that has a problem chewing the cleaner hoses, pulling the cleaner out of the pool, then getting a cordless robotic pool cleaner would be an option. You definitely need a cleaner in the pool with the dogs, by the way. You can't have a dog pool without having some kind of automatic cleaner. Hopefully they'll leave it alone, but in some cases they won't. A lot of cases they will. And having a suction cleaner is probably the best because it picks up the dirt, the dog hair, and you want to have a canister again with the fine mesh in there so that none of the dog hair gets into the filter. So the smaller Hayward canister with the plastic insert is not good. Just get the larger Hayward canister or the Pinter canister. And I think this is a great way to keep the pool clean also. You definitely want to have that. You may even want to get a solar surface cleaner to get all the dog hair off the surface because I mentioned that the filter saver or the filter sock is going to prevent a lot of that getting into the filter. But there's going to be a lot of dog hair in the pool and a lot of times the pump, the uh, skimmer basket gets clogged up and of course the cleaner canister gets clogged up also. And then you have clumps of dog hair on the bottom kind of rolled up. It's really a mess and so... The solar surface cleaners do a great job of cleaning a lot of the dog hair off the surface of the of the pool itself. And you may even want to get a pool skim and attach it to one of the return lines to help with the dog hair. But there's lots of different issues that are caused by dogs on your route. And dogs using the pool is a big issue for sure. And you also want to charge the customer for everything you're putting in the pool. Enzymes, borates, Polarex, extra chlorine. Because again... You're not maintaining that pool for the dog, unless it's a purely dog pool, which is kind of rare. But if it's a residential pool where the homeowner is using it and the dogs use it, you're not really getting paid to treat and clean that pool with the dogs in there. So put everything you can to minimize the amount of time you're cleaning that pool and do whatever you can to minimize the chlorine loss. And I mentioned the steps that you can do here. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com on the banner. Just click on the podcast icon and a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded will be there for you. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.